Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company's podcast. So welcome back, Priscilla. You've you've been gone for a little while. Yeah, you um, remember me. That's yeah, nice. It's nice to see you again in this place. You right. know. Yeah, it's nice to be yeah. home. So where where were you? Yeah. So I just came back from London, and that was at Quirks, which is interesting because Quirks uh, was this was the first time they ever did something in the UK. So oh, wow. this was a kind of a Let's try this out. Yeah. You know, extravaganza. So I actually didn't know that. That's oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So everybody there, we were a lot of people talking about, oh, well, what do you think about this London, you know, event? And and I think in some ways it was a little bit smaller than, you know, some of the other sure. events that they have that they've had forever. Right. Um, but my gosh, it was it was like really there was a lot of UK based companies there. And so for me, that was really great because that's a lot of people that I don't know. Yeah. You know, we have a couple of clients in the UK, but not, you know, obviously most right. of ours are in the US. And so, um, you know, for me, that was really fun getting to meet some of those people on their turf. Sure. And P.S., do you know how good the food is in London? Oh, I, I don't even want to go there because I'm already, already jealous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should be. It was really good. Yeah, and food. so we got to see some clients, yeah. and, and I did have good food with them. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, and have great meetings. But it was really interesting for the show to be the first time ever, you know, inaugural yeah. show in London. So that that's, was really fun. That is really cool. Yeah. Okay, side note. I heard a rumor that maybe you went somewhere involving cats. Oh, my gosh. Not, not to do with Quirks. Quirks is not trying to follow me on Instagram or something. (laughs) So my 15-year-old daughter got to go with me on this business trip, which is kind of one of the nice things about where we live and how we live. But yeah, yeah, so she loves London. Every chance she gets, you know, she goes with me to London. And um, so I, after Quirks, I I let her choose, you know, things we would do. And one of them was to go to a cat cafe. So So I just kind of sat there. I I did put that on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, really, the things I do for my daughter. Yeah, just it was so funny. You sent me that picture, and I was like, "This is different to go from quirks to then turn yeah, around and you're yeah. sitting at a I cat just cafe. I got a lot of laughter out of just sending it to you randomly yes. and just saying she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. She'll know what's happening. Here. You're the Instagram yeah. queen. Yeah. You you know what's going on. That's too funny. Well, okay, so let's jump in. In this episode, we're gonna be talking a little bit about. Um, you know, quirks, what you did there, what the highlights were, benefits of attending industry Mm -hmm. events like this. And then we'll have a really fun segment, our bird on the street segment. You actually took a recorder with you to London. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So later in the episode, you'll hear that. Yeah. And I'm just running around talking with people all the time and they're so interesting. Mm. And so I just hate like losing those little conversations. There are a lot of real gems. Yeah. And so I wanted to be able to share it with everybody. So We'll just ask Leighton to produce it and, you know, put it in between all of our questions right. and make yeah. it a little bit more interesting. I think that is more interesting than just me droning on about what I experienced at this trade show. Because as we all know, trade shows can feel a little bit redundant. But in this case, we're going to get to hear from a lot of different people. This train is for London I'm here at Quirks London with my good friend and colleague, uh, Sarah Kotva from Fieldworks. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about why you chose to come to Quirks London. 
Well, we were looking for a global event, and London is a gateway city to market research, so they offered this inaugural event, and we were very interested. Um, we have a good history with Quirks and have participated in other domestic events in the United States and wanted to be here to try it out. Well, I think what's interesting is that you talk about you know wanting to do this as an inaugural event because people do think of you for the 15 locations you have in the U.S., so tell me about what you guys do globally. We do a lot of project management. We help everybody from the beginning of their project when they're looking to book venues, get advice, tips about where to even take their research, to the day-to-day -day management of the recruiting, and then to the final invoice. So it's a one-stop shop. Um, I think what a lot of people really like about what Fieldwork Network has to offer is that we have time zone coverage, so your project never stops. Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do love that. So so we talk about the global reach that you have, but then also all your locations in the U.S., but you just opened up a really nice flagship one. So tell us about what's going on. We are so excited about New York. New York City is such a vibrant market. There's so much going on, and our location is just perfect. We are located very close to Penn Station, very close to public transportation, lots of restaurants and hotels. It's a beautiful new facility um, that we renovated in uh, and reopened in April of last year and it's just we're getting tons of great feedback about the space the facility and what a great place it is to do business well they say location 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 so you've got that going for you in New York in the heart of, of downtown and also restaurants and uh, and the transportation good for moderators good for clients and good for the respondents right absolutely Okay, we'll see you soon. Uh, we'll see you actually at Quirks in Brooklyn, so you can uh, show off your actual New York facility to a lot of uh, moderators and market research professionals. Sound good? Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. This is Bob Farrow, and I've been asked to make some comments about my impression of the Quirks event in London last week. I'm an exhibitor with Trusted Talent, LLC, and we focus on executive recruiting for market research professionals. We really liked the event, and since it was the first one in London, everyone was not sure how well it was going to go, but the the response on the 12, from the 1,200 attendees was very, very positive, and as a result, there was a lot of energy in the room. And the room was part of the reason it was such an effective show. The floor layout was perfect. The uh, speaker meeting rooms were all in the same venue. They had a really good uh, upper floor where exhibitors could go to, to get out of the crowd. There was a lot of room for um, private meetings as well. They also had a very new design for backlit stands that was very powerful. And they, uh, the, the other effective technique was the badges were click, and you were able to very easily get information from a, a contact that you were speaking with and download in the app. The online app worked really, really well as well. So all in all, I think it was a great event. I will attend it again. We're doing three of them this year, London, Brooklyn, and Chicago, and we'll do again next year. So thank you very much. So I'm with Janelle Hageman, and uh, tell me a little bit about what you spoke about and what your company is. Hi, uh, today I spoke about helping uh, corporate researchers transition from full service uh, market research model to more of a self-service. 
and how to make that transition as seamless as possible. Um, we understand that clients are being asked to, or companies are being asked to move from a full service model and become more self-service researchers. And they're looking to onboard vendors and tools that will help them uh, be able to do that. So that's what I talked about today, kind of that training process, what we can do to help them and make that more seamless and how uh, do-it-yourself doesn't have to be do-it-alone, even when they're <laughs> moving to that self-service model. Well, we do hear this about uh, researchers right now. They're being asked to do uh, more with less and they're asked, being asked to do it quicker and quicker and quicker. So how does your model help people do, like, uh, uh, you know, actually reach those sometimes seemingly unachievable goals? Right. We help clients shorten their research cycle. So when they worked with full service, it could take a month, a couple of months to do these really complex, sophisticated research like MaxDiff and Conjoint. And we've automated that on our platform so we can get results in 24 to 48 hours, depending on their target market, and quick access to insights and results to be able to make those strategic business decisions and try to get products to market faster and be a little bit more lean and uh, more on the agile side. Okay, awesome. And I do want to give you the award for some of the best giveaways at your booth. I loved it. Thank you so much. They'll be so happy to hear that. The yeah, very creative. Great. Yes, thank awesome. you. Awesome. We'll have a great time at Quirks London. Thank you so much. Okay, so you attend a lot of industry events in general. Like, I think, <laughs> I think this year it's like eight, nine? How? Yeah. And so then, far? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a it's lot. It's a lot. I've been it, on the road a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, a, a lot of industry events. So what would you say is like your, is the reason you go to these? Like what is the yeah. main benefit there? Well, the big reason for me is that I'm a speaker at these, so I hate to be super obvious, sure, but no, I, yeah. I'm going because I'm speaking. Right. Um, and because these are, a lot of these in particular are market research conferences, you know, I'm not a market researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get the pleasure of being the odd man out, meaning sure. that I'm not there with all my competitors. Yeah. I'm one of the few, so maybe I shouldn't tell everybody this secret yeah. of mine. Because <laughs> a lot of people in my industry in marketing, content marketing, especially in digital marketing, um, they're all going to the content and digital marketing marketing, you know, conferences. And that is important to stay current on what's going on. I'm not trying to diss that. But if you're actually trying to go for sales, then that's a strategy that you might want to employ to say, well, I want I want to be the only person offering my service or my expertise at a particular event. So when you're looking for speaking events and people ask me this stuff all the time, like, how do you get paid to speak? I think that's the number one question I Mm. get asked on a personal CEO side. Um, And I just say, well, you have to provide something absolutely invaluable to that conference that everybody else at that conference can't provide. Right. So other people, you know, uh, you know, go to different conferences, either pay to play and they get on the stage, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they're sponsoring something. Um, And then some of them are, you know, where you get paid to come. And that's all a level of understanding the event, um, you know, promoter and what they need. Yeah. And if you can fill a niche and keep them from either, it is, in my opinion, even worth it if you don't get paid. I mean, I'd rather get paid. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get paid and you, you know, you you go for free and you just, you know, you're you're there and you do it um, and you're filling a need and there's opportunity for you right. to book sales, I think that's totally worth it. I mean, sure. I always yeah. ask myself, you know, let's say only 12 people come to my speech. Mm-hmm. Um, would I get up, get dressed and go somewhere if 12 people were going to sit down for 30 minutes and only listen to me? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> so and if there were 100 that's people, would I do it? it? Yeah, I would. So, you know, but I think there's some strategy there. And people ask me all the time, well, should I go to this event? Should I go to this event? And I... You know how I am with clients. A lot of times they come to us and we love money. We mm-hmm. love to take money. We are here for right. business. Right. But people ask me, should we do this? Should we spend this 20000 Or And trade shows can easily be twenty yeah. and 30000 for a client. Um, and say, I say, well, 
Why? Why are we doing this? Because a lot of people are going to these events just because they're going to them. And I was actually speaking with Kristen Luck last night about this, who, you know, is the the queen of all uh, MR, in my opinion. (laughs) But she was saying, yeah, there's, you know, people like are spending an inordinate amount on these trade shows, but they're not spending, they're not understanding that they need to be spending that on digital and content marketing. Yeah. And she's like, strategically, that doesn't make sense if you're out of balance. Sure. And so I'm kind of throwing a lot of ideas out there. There's not one right answer for any company, but you have to Mm -hmm. ask yourself, what am I going to really get out of this event? And is this spend in proportion to the spend that I'm doing across my marketing budget. So if you have 20,000 to spend and you blow it all on one event, man, that event better like light a fire under your sales numbers. Otherwise, it's really, you know, I think about what if you took 20,000 and spent it on Google AdWords? Right. Oh, my God. Is that my dream come true? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you have to think about not only what are you getting from an event, but what are what are you missing out on? And I know the FOMO, the fear of missing out is really deep with people like, oh, they don't want to be they don't want to miss the next, you know, um, industry event because they don't want to not see their clients or they don't want someone Mm. else to take their place or all these kinds of things. But you have to think about why don't I have a fear of missing out on where I should be spending my dollar? So I'm not pro or against Against, it, it's just you have to, as always, understand, you know, like we're saying with your own content, you have to understand your persona and Mm -hmm. your goals. Well, with going to trade shows, you have to understand your persona and your goals. So if it fits into your strategy, then yeah, go for it. And it's great. Obviously, I, you know, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So let's break down the Quirks event just Mm -hmm. in general. There's a lot that happens there. So there's, there's like, there's a ton of workshops. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, you have these um, networking events. Mm -hmm. I know that you went to, did you go to a wire one? I did. That was actually, I I think that was actually one of my favorite parts. It was a, and and wire, which is women in research. um, Those are local chapters. So the Mm -hmm. local chapter will typically work with Quirks or, uh, or the work work with Green Book, IIEX, or their work with research and results. I don't care what, what trade show you're going to. Sure. But they work with people in the research um, space and say, hey, so you're having a big event. Could we have maybe a mixer the night before Mm. and get everybody together? And it's such a great way to kick things off. And it's a way that those, um, you know, those uh, those trade shows support women in research, too. And I think it's a really mutually beneficial thing. But it's very personalized. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the rules in in wires. Like, you can't be standing there by yourself. Like, somebody will walk up to you and say, oh, I'm so-and-so. What do we want to talk about? That's amazing. (laughs) And, yeah, it's so fun. Uh, You know, so it really takes the pressure off. And you really feel... You meet people at the beginning of the trade show, so you don't feel like you're alone sure. throughout the whole trade show. Yeah. So for people who are new to it, it's a really, really cool And you're way. totally maximizing your time. I mean, going back to like, okay, what is this going to cost me to go to a trade mm-hmm. show to speak at an event? It's like if you're going to be there, right. like, use up all your hours. Right. Take meetings, but yeah, take advantage of these extra networking events too because they're going to be right. so beneficial for you in the long run. Right. And you know, from based on my schedule, because you see it, I had a lot of other meetings either with yeah. other clients or I had had a great conversation with one of my competitors who I love collaborating with. They're a great UK, uh, uh, you know, counterpart to me. And we always talk about how we can collaborate. Yeah. And I had a great lunch with three of them. And we're working on a big new thing we're going to be announcing. So yay. it's going to be so cool. Yeah. Um, you say yay, but you're going to do a lot of work. Uh, still 
yay! <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> I'm but so yeah, so it's about really going into the you know the trade show week, mm-hmm. really being prepared. What am I trying to get out of it? Can I maximize the time? It is very exhausting being at those events because sure. you're always on and you're always trying to connect with people. Right. And people think that's really easy for me because I'm outgoing. But let me tell you, that's not easy for anybody. Right. Yeah, it can build up. It can become really exhausting. It's a lot of concentrated effort in a matter Mm -hmm. of a couple of days. Right. Really. Yeah, with jet lag on top. (laughs) And me being incredibly sick on the way home. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, we'll forget that part. Yeah, forget it. (laughs) Um, But, but, I mean, there's two more Quirks events coming up, right? Yeah. Uh So I have uh, – I'm actually heading out next week to Quirks in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be in Brooklyn. And that's their – kind of their quintessential show. So I'll be speaking there. And uh, then they have in Chicago, which we're always in Chicago. I love Chicago. (laughs) I know. Um, It's our kind of town. Yeah. Chicago. Also, all the food. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I miss I you guys when I'm gone because, you know, you and I travel a bit together yeah. and Emma and I travel a bit together. So it's super fun when we get to, you know, have these amazing meals uh, together. But I kind of feel bad when I'm out on the road. Don't feel bad. Just, just, I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy it. I wish you could, like, bring little things back from each oh, place. But food doesn't keep like that. So no. please don't. No, but next time I go to those. Chicago without you, which is pretty rare. But I'll bring you back some of those really awesome macaroons from, from uh, God in the baker. I would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm here at Quirks in London with Susan Fader of Fader and Associates. And um, so I I got to see your speech yesterday. It was super awesome about gamification. But for those people who didn't get to hear it, give us a little gist about what you, uh, all the gems that you spilled yesterday. (laughs) All right. So people like to play games. Mm -hmm. People enjoy games. They get excited about playing games. But people really don't like to take research for surveys and kind of find uh, being, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> being part of a research study generally very boring. Boring. Mm-hmm. So can, how can you take the elements of what make game playing fun and take those elements and integrate them into the methodology of, and I focus on qualitative research because I'm a qualitative researcher right. <laughs> and moderator, and I identified a different elements uh, of gamification mindset that you can apply across the methodology. And in gamification, most people just have it actually playing a game in the research or making studies more fun. But mine is, what about the recruiting? What about the pre-work? What about the sign-in? What about the waiting room? And it I've, was fascinating. I've never heard someone talk about all those different places because I have heard of gamification in the survey. And that that was it was very aha moment. And I, I did like a couple of things you said about uh, that you were a moderator first starting out with children and that you've learned that everything that you learn from making things fun and interesting for children, you can apply to doctors and lawyers and B2B research. Yes, <laughs> because great. who doesn't like who? doesn't enjoy having fun so gamification isn't about just literally playing games or having fun it's about the mindset that gets people engaged right well I know we'll see you at some of the other quirks events in uh, Brooklyn and London and uh, Brooklyn and Chicago and I know uh, you'll be talking about a couple of different things so we'll get a chance to talk with you there but why do you think it's important for people in MR to be coming to these types of events what what's going on or what's changing in MR Well, I think the biggest thing, and has nothing to do with change, is research can be a very myopic type of business. If you're in qualitative, you tend to 
be in a very narrow tunnel and you don't see how other people do stuff. And in, if you're on the quantitative side, you have a structure of how you tend to write things. So I think coming to these conferences and hearing people present and speak, you hear different perspectives. And I have been blown away by the quality and insights that I've gotten from these speakers. And usually when I go to a conference, if I find one or two uh, presentations interesting, I, I'm really excited. <laughs> and here I've been to five already, and it's only the beginning of the second day, right. that I thought were amazing wow. and uh, actionable and I did think that a lot of uh, things that you shared the other day were immediately actionable and very easy to implement they didn't involve technology they, they just involved really shifting a mindset right that's that's the biggest thing there's so much focus on technological innovation mm -hmm. and we kind of forget that methodologically we also have to innovate we right. can't take <laughs> our existing methodologies and just move them to uh, technological platforms. platforms. I love it. Okay, well, thanks so much, Susan, for joining us on Ponderings from the Perch. Thanks. Well, I'm here with the man, Lance, uh, from Quirks, uh, and this is really exciting, this inaugural event in London. So tell us about why you decided to bring Quirks to London this year. Well, for so many years, we've had people that have said, hey, when are you going to get over to Europe? We have people over in Europe. We have companies that want to learn more about you. So the first step was to get the magazine over here, let people see it digitally, obviously. And then from there, we thought we'd go, okay, well, let's do a show so we can see people face to face. And the companies were like, yeah, we want to do it. Plus, we saw there was an actual market open. There was shows over here, but they liked the Europeans that saw our show in Brooklyn were the ones that were saying, hey, this is what we need in Europe, and that's what we brought here. Very cool. So what do you think is actually changing in the market industry quickly enough, enough to warrant we've got to get to Quirks? What's going on? Uh, I think it's just, you know, I think so much of the world now is just so much together. There's just, it, it, it's, it, you, when you talk about a company, and we all do it, you talk to somebody and I'll be like, how's your weather in Kansas, for mm -hmm. example, and they're like, Lance, I'm in Tokyo. You know what I mean? So that's what we thought. Well, let's just bring it together. Let's get everybody together. And if we had to do it over in Europe, we do it over in Europe. Awesome. So what, what's one of the questions I know a lot of people want to know that are listening is, how do they get considered to speak at Quirks? What are the kinds of things you're looking for great. that you think are of value? Yeah, great question. So really, I, I'm a sales rep, so I can't tell that much about But if you want to speak at any Quirk event, just email us. The person actually, Joe might kill me, but it's just joe at quartz.com. Reach out to him. And we're also looking for articles. We're looking for articles for the magazine, e-newsletter, press releases, anything that you have in the market research industry that you think other people want to learn about. That's, you know, it could be other suppliers. It could be the client side. Let us know. We just take a look at it and we kind of go from there. You heard that from Lance Streff from Quirks. And thanks so much for joining us on our podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. So uh, just real quick, what's what's one piece of advice that you would give someone that's maybe attending like an industry event soon, like whether it's Quirks or IAEX, I know mm -hmm. IAEX North America is coming up too, so right. there's a couple of them. What's one piece of advice you, you could give someone? Um, well, definitely look for all the other events that are surrounding it. Don't miss out on the fun parties and mm -hmm. network things yeah. around it because um, even though you're exhausted, um, but like I said with Wire, it really makes all the difference yeah. in being able to make genuine connections with people mm -hmm. and so don't don't just go okay I'm going to go to this event and then I'll go walk the show and then I'll go to this workshop and then I leave you know sure. you really have to talk to people 
And I know mm-hmm. that's scary for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. those those nice little vents help. And, yeah, you do. know, as my husband always calls alcohol the social lubricant, mm-hmm. <laughs> most of them involve True. alcohol. So True. it makes it a little bit easier yeah. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. You know, one other, I'll, I'll say a second one. Can I have one yeah, A? Please. You yeah, always you let can me have, have one A, one B. Right. right? Okay. Right. Also, you know, before you go, you, we, we here have a, a pretty serious checklist. These are the mm-hmm. things we do three weeks before a show. This is what we're trying to accomplish at the show. This is right. what we do for the next three weeks at, you know, after the show. Right. Um, I'm sorry, during and then after, um, which obviously right now we're doing one of the after. Afters, mm-hmm. You know, and we had to plan ahead to do the during, which was get the bird on the street little yeah, interview. All the so recordings. all this beautiful planning that you handle before I go. Um, but one little trick would be to find the actual hashtag for the mm, show. That's good. And to go search that on whatever social media platform you like, because you'll find the people who are going or talking about it or mm-hmm. going to be at booths. And you could make some connections before you that's go. That's great. And just say, hey, would you like to meet for a drink? Or would you like to have coffee? Or, yeah. you know, try and meet up with them at some point. Um, and even if it's not for business, you know, that's part of networking. And maybe you could yeah. be helpful to someone. Maybe yeah. you could connect somebody to something. So I always go into it with that amount of like abundance or, or you know, trying to give something sure. first. And I find that's why in a very little amount of time, in my opinion, very just a few years of being in one particular like niche circuit, mm-hmm. I kind of know a lot of people. Yeah. But that's because I'm not going out after it always for just who I could sell to. Sure. You know, I'm trying to sure. just make connections. Make connections. Yeah. It's all yeah. about that. Okay, well, I'm here at Quirks London, and I'm talking to Jay Mace from Minefield. He's the senior VP there. So uh, tell me, why why did you choose to come back to Quirks uh, time and time again? What is the value um, for coming here and being uh, within the industry? Uh, thanks, Priscilla. We we just love Quirks, and we love the show that they put on. Uh, we've been affiliated with Quirks for a number of years, and they are top-notch in this industry as far as really having the pulse of what's happening in the industry and how uh, companies like ours can, can best benefit uh, from the learnings and the understandings of the things that are taking place in, in the research industry. Awesome. So what is the interest, like when people are coming up to your booth, what is the thing that they're asking you the most? Like, what does Minefield do and what, like, what are they interested in the most? We, we do a lot of things. I mean, we, we have online panels. We do a lot of integrated type studies, uh, basic programming and hosting to more in-depth dashboarding and long-term tracking type studies. So, uh, you know, we can cover it all and, and we kind of give you that snapshot from our booth. And so a lot of people are coming to us and really wanting to understand what is it that we do and how we can benefit and help them monetize some of the internal analytics and things that they already have with their current research projects and and industry needs. Well, monetizing the analytics, that's like, that's the phrase right there. That's what everybody's (laughs) trying to do, actually really understand where where are they getting the value from the the data they collected. So, Jay, thank you so much for being with us on Ponderings from the Perch. Thank you, Priscilla. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm here at Quirks London in the Lightspeed booth, and uh, I've known Becky for a while now. I got to speak one time uh, over at your beautiful, beautiful office in London. So tell us about what this is like to have the Quirks event in London for the first time for Lightspeed. I think it's great. It's a really great event, and we're just so pleased that it's now in London for us together as well, because we've heard so much about it numerous years Mm -hmm. in different locations. So I think here in London, I think it's just bringing a different vibe um, to the O2, mm-hmm. which is a great venue for us as well, which is amazing. Um, and I think what the VIPCA, our marketing director, has actually done here is just highlight 
us as a brand and Lightspeed and what we're about at the moment. So looking at data, data insights and how we use it. So I think um, for us to have a presence here at Quirks is a really... Yeah. A really great thing. So you're here with Pete Hearn, and uh, I and I, I have gone through all of the piles of giveaways that you're doing. So we, we have established that you have some great giveaways. But tell us about the conversations that you're having here, Pete. What's been uh, one of the more interesting uh, questions, maybe, that you've had since you've you know been here at Quirks London? Sure. Uh, the really interesting thing is how everybody's looking forward to what the next thing is like it's no longer about insights it's more about foresights people want to be able to predict what's going to happen and they want to leverage as many data sources as they can to do that and and that's a space we're really uh, keen to work in and a lot of our clients are, are thinking about those types of things at the moment okay anything else you want to share about what was maybe surprising or unexpected becky i think i think what's surprised me is how forward thinking everyone is now you know, traditionally as market researchers, we're looking historically. But now everyone, like Pete was saying, is everyone is looking about what's coming next and not just in pure market research terms, but they're looking at tech, you know, they're looking at AI, they're looking at machine learning, neuro-linguistic programming. It's actually really cool mm -hmm. to be here in this venue and having people talk about tech, which for us, is amazing because it's it's the way we're going you know we see tech as an enabler for insights and analytics so it's enabling us to connect the dots between all of our different data sets and then really pushing that analytics part forwards so i think you know I'm part of a tech company, which is really, really cool. Yeah, and that changes the branding and also oh changes God, the yeah. cool conversation. Yeah. So and it changes the culture of your business. You know, you're thinking differently and you're acting differently and your ways of working change and shifts and that's cool. That's well, cool. Becky, that's really interesting. So Pete, let me get your take on that in terms of what does that mean about the people then that Lightspeed is looking to hire? Like what, you know, it's just not the same the same kind of business that it was uh, five, ten years ago. Absolutely. I mean, five, five years ago, uh, we were a panel company. We're more than that now. We, we work in the data space. We are a permission-based data company. I mean, you know, we, we can access up to something like 80 million uh, different respondents worldwide, which is something that we, even a company of our size and our scope, couldn't do five years ago. And it's tech that enables us to do that because we can link with other companies, other platforms, other providers so much more quickly, and which means we can also get the breadth, but also the agility that we need and that our clients need to get those data points faster than ever before as well. So the skill set for the new market researcher is now so bizarre. There's the gut and there's the instinct yeah. and there's the, the cultural understanding, but then there's that technology, like how am I going to automate this this uh, this draw? If, if you don't have tech know-how, uh, you're, you're going to be floundering in this world these days. Absolutely, you need need to have at the very no. least a basic grounding and then some tech support to back you up. But yeah. the the well-rounded people, the people that understand how the tech can benefit the traditional market research techniques and how it's changing those and what the new techniques are going to be, they're the ones that are going to really make yeah. a difference. No, I I have to admit, like I'm I'm old school mm -hmm. in that sense, and so tech for me was quite new. 
but I think it's your mindset so if you're willing to learn you can learn and you can adapt and you will pick it up and it's interesting it's exciting so I think if you're willing absolutely and you've got to just go all guns blazing and be willing to fail a bit first um, which I've done yeah you know talking about APIs was not my comfort point um, but you can do it and you pick things up really really quickly when you've got the culture of the business that is just talking about things in the right way um, so yeah it's, it, that's why it's so exciting yeah so different conversations thanks so much Becky and Pete for joining me on Ponderings from the Perch that's great thank you I'm here with Nancy from G3 Translate. She is not a stranger to this podcast, so welcome back, Nancy. Uh, thank you so much, Priscilla. Well, it's interesting. We're in Quirks, London. It's the first time, so but you're, you're a global company, obviously translating all over the world. With uh, It's just insane when I think about the reach that you have. So tell me about why it's interesting to talk with people here and understand what's going on, what's changing or evolving maybe in MR. Yes, well, you know, I noticed over the years that things at these conferences, it used to be always panel, field work, things like that, and now technology companies are cropping up left and right. So coming to these events and getting to know these new tech companies, kind of as they're starting up, getting in on the ground, um, and, and developing that relationship to kind of work with them together as they grow and expand and start working in these international markets is important to us. Mm-hmm. So we try to make an effort to be at these shows so we can get to know these people, see what they're offering, and see which direction research is going to take in the future. Well, that's interesting you say that there's some of these new technology and a lot of innovation and disruption going on, but some of these companies, they only get it one chance to get it right when they go global. And so one big you know key to that is translation. But um, I do notice that you are busy all day long talking with um, a lot of people, and a lot of them are your clients already. So tell me about like the importance for you of seeing your clients uh, at one of these events. Right. Well, you know, nothing beats FaceTime. Right. Nothing. <laughs> you can FaceTime with someone, but it's never going to be the same as sitting across the table, looking your partner in the eye and saying, hey, I'm here for you. I want to hear how things have been going and having that human connection and these conferences give us that ability to broaden that connection, deepen that connection by meeting up and seeing each other talking. A little pat on the back or a hug here and there is always nice. And uh, yeah, it's important for us. I think the more you you see the people that you work with over the phone or on email, it's its it just helps you to better understand who they are, what they need, and how you can help them out. Yeah. So you talk about some of these new technology companies and, uh, you know, people breaking into new markets. So with new markets, a lot of times come new languages. So what do you see happening, uh, you know, in the MR world that's expanding maybe into new territories that other companies haven't worked in before? What, what What's that dynamic going on? Well, it, it does feel like there are a lot more requests in, in parts of the world where you may not expect them to be doing so much research. Uh, for example, someone came in with a data mining project in a part of uh, West Africa. Mm. And, um, you know, it's not, not a standard thing. It's not Europe. It's not like Asia Pacific. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> West Africa where the research is obviously not going to be conducted in a traditional way. So there's there's a big shift there for reaching these lesser heard markets. Um, and it feels like there are a lot of companies cropping up that are specializing in these areas and having needs. So it's very interesting for us um, and trying to overcome some of the challenges involved with markets where there may not be as many qualified resources. There may not be um, people on the ground that are necessarily the best professionals ever. 
Um, There are certain languages, like in our industry, in the translation industry, where they don't have certification. And you really have to work very hard to get them trained up and, and make sure they're up to speed to give you what you need. And that can be quite a challenge. And I think a lot of research companies that are going into these newer, smaller markets trying to make a name for themselves have to overcome a lot to make that footprint happen. Right. So it's not business as usual at G3 Translate because you're also being challenged with uh, being the go-to to noodle on some of these problems and noodle on uh, how can we figure out how to get into these smaller markets that have maybe lesser known languages, lesser understood cultures, because, you know, we talk a lot with you about how it's a, not just language, there's also cultural nuance and there's just a lot more to really professional translation. So have you been liking Quirks London so far? Yeah, yeah, I think it's been a good show. I think it's been very interesting. Met some new people, got some got some new uh, ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you soon, Nancy. Maybe we'll have you back on the podcast if you'll come. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Priscilla. Okay. Okay, let's wrap up by giving a few awards. Okay, okay? that's okay. fun. So, okay. so I have two for you. Um, they're at trade show, so uh-huh. there's a lot of booths. I'm sure there were a lot of people set up. Oh, I want to yeah. know what the best interactive booth Oh, okay. Was. Something fun I did yeah, inside someone's yeah. booth. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some really good ones. Oh, hands down. I know what it is. Fieldwork uh, had... A actual local London cabbie. No way. At their uh, yeah, at their booth, and the whole concept was, you know, their local experts sure. were finding you like local respondents and local folks group facilities. So they had a local expert there to tell you things. And I actually spent time with this guy. Um, and he, I'll that. give you the tip that he gave me oh, So perfect. for London. So I'm like, okay, well, this is where I'm going tomorrow, this area. What do you think about this? Can you give me one other great place? And he's like, so I was talking about going down Brick Lane, which mm-hmm. is where all of the Indian curry right. um, restaurants are. And yeah. it's really next to Spitalfields, which okay. is an amazing open air market uh-huh. and where a lot of my favorite restaurants are. So I said, hey, I'm going to be in that area tomorrow, what should I do? And he goes, oh, make sure you go earlier in the morning. And at the very, very top of Brick Lane is like an older, uh, what was an older Jewish neighborhood. And he says the absolute best bagel in uh, in uh, London is at the very top of Brick Lane. There's several stores there, but he goes, you'll find the one I mean, because you'll drive up and there'll be a line. And okay. all the cabbie, he goes, all the cabbies go there. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been to London so many times. And to no get idea. such yeah. a cool insider. That's amazing. Yeah. So I thought that was very cool. That is, yeah. I just, yeah, it sounds like I want to spend time with that guy, too. I would have so many questions. <laughs> well, I talked with other people, and I know somebody else who hired him the day after because they were going to be in town for a while. I'm like, oh, can we? Can I hire you for a couple hours? Just take me to a couple, you know, to maximize the time that you have. Yeah. You know, that is one of the things of business travel is we are in these amazing cities. Sure. And you do want to maximize. Yeah, you know, and have some fun. And, and right. like me bringing my daughter, that was fun. And, yeah. you know, so you do want to at least get an opportunity to hit the ground and, you know, and really see what the locals yeah. are doing. So that was a cool touch. Yeah, cool. So, okay, that was best interactive booth. Okay, the next one would be best giveaway item because a lot of people, they're giving away different things, mm-hmm. whether they're speaking or from their trade show. 
what uh, what mm-hmm. was the best item that oh, you this, saw? Oh, I loved this, which is interesting because I didn't know these people and I had never met them before. And so I walked up and was talking with them. I thought this idea was absolutely fantastic. And it wasn't really that the idea was so original. It's that it was executed so well. Mm. But it was designed on a T-shirt and on these really cool leather-bound uh, uh, journals. Yeah. And it was called Research Beast. Okay. Like, be the research beast. Yes. And they did these almost like mythical beasts, Ooh. you know. Oh, I love it. So there was, you know, one that was in the shape of a unicorn, but some of them were like an owl, but like, you know, like sure. really cool. You know, it kind of felt a little Harry Potter-esque yeah. to me. Oh, I already love it. Which I was already in. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, and it was very cool design and right. um, they were super friendly, but it was the booth um, AYTM and they're a okay. survey platform. Very cool. And it's cool because I'm going to see those girls and they're like, yeah, I'll be in New York. Yeah, we'll be in uh, Chicago mm. in April. So it was fun to make that connection. Mm. But I just was like, hey, I appreciate it. This was a very well thought through giveaway yeah. and um, and then as you know I gave you which is I'm glad you asked me this question um, I said hey we're you know we do giveaways you yeah. know through our podcast mm-hmm. do you want to give me you know another giveaway and I'll add it to the thing they were like absolutely so right. they gave us some stuff to give away so that's going to be included in the badass woman yeah. giveaway which is going to launch March so cool. really really soon stay yeah. tuned for that okay so that's to celebrate um, March's uh, International Women's yes. Month so um yeah, so we're going to honor all the badass women in market research. But AYTM um, uh, then, you know, gave something toward that right. uh, that big, you know, prize. So, yeah. and I'm serious. It's it's like the softest T-shirt. You know, yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah I they're saw so they're great. great. And uh, you know, it's just soft and it's really cool looking. It's something yeah. you would totally wear the next day. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a great giveaway. Very and they cool. were very they were very kind. And oh, there's the other thing. They also had a thing where you came and you found which one was your beast. Really. And then if you went out and found someone else who had like the then was same, wearing your yeah. beast you got to meet them and bring them back to their booth and they would get another prize oh my gosh I thought it was really cool that is yeah. really cool so shout out to uh, yeah. the girls at AYTM very thoughtful okay I'm gonna turn the last award over to you I'm no. gonna let you give any award oh, I know exactly to any what, person oh I know exactly okay. what I'm gonna say you're gonna crack up yes. at this but at all the events I don't care if you're a green book at research research I mean go on and on SOMR whatever right the proto brand guys all wear red pants and blue shirts. Okay. And it, it's so funny. And actually, I think a lot of those guys look the same. So uh-huh. they almost look like a bunch of Twinkies uh-huh. showing up, you know. But what's so great is that you know who's with that booth and you yeah. know who's with Proto Brand. And it's, you know, for us as, as a marketing agency, I'm like, oh, thank you, Brand Consistency. Mm-hmm. That's so fantastic. And it's just such a cool approach to what they do right. to be easily identified as the Proto Brand guys. Yeah. And so whether they're on a stage or whether they're at their booth, you know who you're looking for. Sure. And, yeah. And it's just, it's really unique. And I yeah. just, it, they crack me up all the time. And they also have the kind of like, uh, the kind of spirit that can carry sure. off something like that. So what what would you name that award that oh, you're giving um, them? The Funniest Pants Award. <laughs> but you know, any, I shouldn't yeah. say that for the UK because pants means underwear. Oh, so, yeah. you know, for uh, our UK listeners, they're like, funniest pants. pants. <laughs> what? What is happening at these conferences? The trousers. It's yeah. the trouser award. The trouser award. I like that. Let's keep it clear. All right, all right. This is a PG podcast. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, if we had uniforms, what would they be? I think they would be like chucks and I like jeans that. and a really uh, ironic t-shirt. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> kind of, kind of nineties. Yeah, little bit. a little bit. Let's okay. channel, you know, may- maybe really early nineties yeah, though. I, I don't like know. That. <laughs> we were just talking about having an eighties party. So yeah, I know. I really still think we should. Cool. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're going, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> 
That's it for Bird on the Street. From all of the peeps at Little Bird Marketing, we'd like to say happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.